Check, 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 check it out, check it out, check it out. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, all of our guests. We are here for a very special podcast edition, daytime edition. So we have the uh, the mimosas rolling here on this Tuesday midday for lunch. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to welcome our guest for today, uh, Yuki Cohen on the air. Yes. Welcome, Hi. Yuki. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me here. I'm very excited. Good. Good. We're uh, we're thrilled, and clearly we we teamed up on the daytime I, vibe, so we're totally just letting just, the skin roll just, out. Yeah, I just got back from my workout, so <laughs> just maintain your distance. <laughs> Good thing we're socially distant. <laughs> Something along those lines. Um, so yeah, welcome to Bunch Podcast, uh, and we wanted to get a little bit your. We're branching out. We've done a lot of South County stuff, and we're excited mm-hmm. to have you here from from the North County, yes. uh, which many of us get to, and some of us don't, and right. want to certainly I be bridging totally that understand. gap. Yeah. Uh, so please do do us a little favor for our listeners that are not familiar with you and your business mm-hmm. uh, and what you've been up to, and. Let us know who you are, where you came from, and and what it is that you're working on these days. Sounds great. So thank you so much first for having me here from Pittsfield. I own, my name is, I'm Yuki Cohen. I own Methusa Bar and Lounge. We specialize in craft cocktails, craft beers, and we have a lot of organic tapas. And we have, um, we're known for our tacos. We I threw in a little bit of my Korean food in there. So we have tasty bites that we try to make it as delicious and as organic as possible. And I think I just, um, my background is not in the restaurant industry. I started out in finance in New York City. So I was managing money for a lot of wealthy trust fund people. And I uh, decided that I was done with the rat race after doing that for over 20 years and moved to the Berks- moved from the city to the Berkshires with my now ex-husband. And I realized that, oh my God, I'm a country girl. <laughs> I love the country, the mountains and the Berkshires is definitely one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Um, and Rafa knows also that my original background, I'm Korean, as you can tell, I'm Asian. And uh, for the listeners out there, if, if you're not watching the podcast. And I also spent a little time in Brazil, so it was great to meet Rafa. He also speaks Portuguese, so that, that's been a lot of fun. And I've been here in the United States, and I am a very proud American, because I, I could have been either in Korea or in Brazil, and my life would have been completely different. So I am a very proud and very grateful, and very, feel very fortunate to be in America, where I could have, where I was in finance, and now I'm in the country. Decided to to throw caution to the wind, mm-hmm. and try opening up a bar, lounge, restaurant where I could gather with some of my best friends just to. Um, and I, and I fell in love with Pittsfield. Like some, when I was separated from my now ex-husband, I moved to Pittsfield and met some really incredible people. One of my best friends, Rachel Plain, she owns Berkshire Yoga Dance and Fitness, and we would dance every Tuesday and then go out to eat. <laughs> so we would solve the world's problems that way. And then every week, and it took like three years, I think, for me to get divorced. And then that experience, I decided like I would love to add something to Pittsfield. Like the people are great. The landscape is nice. It's it felt like it felt like Brooklyn when it was up and coming. So I wanted to add something to the landscape. So I I, I opened up Methuselah Bar and Lounge 
to have like a venue where people could leave their problems, kind of like what Rachel and I did. We left our problems and we just kind of connected and talked about life and and kind of healed our my heart in the process. But I wanted, no, no history of, of being in hospitality before that? So the only time I, I did help my ex-husband uh, open, we opened Moe's Tavern, mm. so we did that, but that was like his baby. I did end up bartending for a little bit because I was, um, after having two kids, I needed to get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, let me try bartending. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I ended up, like um, when I was in finance, I was in personal asset management. So I talked to a lot of people and I really loved that part of connecting with humans. So, um, and, then, and then in the bar scenario, I thought it was even better because you have a couple of drinks, your inhibitions come down a little bit. And I had some really great conversations with the customers and I really loved that aspect of it. And then, you, and then the, the relaxing, I'm very social. So I love that scenario. So I wanted to recreate that in my own vision, so I built the bar, that's my am- bar. That's, that's amazing how like things come. Some people are like put on this path and they truly feel like, okay, this is the next step that I have to take, is open my own place, mm-hmm. and others do it for totally different reasons, such as you, of like, I wanted to create a, face, a space to foster stimulating conversations, meeting new people, and for mm-hmm. others to get to enjoy the things that I enjoy doing, such as lounging out, snacking, Drinking right. And, right. And, and in a space that, that feels conducive to all that. So Right, right. And your space is beautiful. I <laughs> love going there. <laughs> but that's 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 such a great I, I think we're Ralph and I often talk about this community being a community of creators. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. I think you're a great example of well, I think how I, we can go ahead and convert something from an idea or a thought or a desire and say, well, we can do that ourselves. Right. And, 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 and I'm, I don't know how your experience was, but I didn't have a whole lot of experience building my own space. So I was frightened to death. <laughs> but then I thought, you know, one step at a time. I think I was listening to a bunch of podcasts back then. And one of them, I think it was Martin Luther King, he said, you don't have to see the whole staircase you just have to see the first step and you just go one step at a time and I did that and it was and um and I know earlier we talked a little bit about uh, the law of attraction and manifesting and things I will say if I the experience of building the bar was so amazing in that I had a vision and I just kept focusing on the feeling that I wanted, the vision that I wanted to create, but I really had no idea what I was doing. But then the people were like, like synchronistically, they all came to me. Like my friend Caitlin came to help me with the cocktail program. My friend Lena helped me with the kitchen. And then you just kind of came together one step at a time, just people that I needed, they showed up when they had to, and then voila, here's Methuselah. Quick shout out to Kaylin Harrison for I being know. just one of the most amazing you, people. Come on out, let's get you on the podcast, Kaylin. Yeah, it's Kaylin, come on let's back, go. we miss come you. Come home, come home. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely my favorite part of the whole process mm-hmm. is that unknown and yes. and you your vision comes and it's oftentimes not complete and there are so many gaps in it and if you if you were able to draw it out you know it started as a stick figure thing right, and then eventually right. you would add a little bit of color in and then eventually some 3d aspects and it continues to unfold and right. i have this uh this 360 photo app that i use like sometimes when i'm somewhere cool where you just kind of stitched together and you have to keep going. It shows you the gaps of where you haven't mm. claimed that photo yet. And I've mm. always thought that's what opening a restaurant is like. Right, where right. You, you're looking around and you're starting to realize, okay, 
what's missing? What's what's the next thing that needs to go right. here or there? And uh, right, right. I I think that's actually you're, what what right. took me down in Cantina, just because the property was so vast that and beautiful. Yeah, there were no limitations. Mm-hmm. Mooncloud was much easier in some ways because we were restricted. We right. had a, a that's certain space. floor yeah. print. Mm-hmm. There was only one place that the bar could go. Shelves had to go behind it. This had to be there, and so it was was a lot less to kind of inspire and dream big and, and go wide with. Whereas at Cantina, I'm constantly, you know, Emily and I are in the garden looking at this little shed, tool shed, and we're like, maybe this should be a seating area. And all of a sudden, now we're ordering chairs and now we're doing decor in the garden right. shed and all these things. Oh, that's great. Though. It just I keeps will, going and going I love and it. going. The, that creative process. I mean, um, it's very rewarding to go from your mind to a drawing possibly even, mm-hmm. and then to see it in the real world, just to bringing that to reality is definitely, it was one, it's one of the most rewarding experiences ever. And my, my favorite part of the, is the, is the last one to me, which is get having somebody tell you or notice mm-hmm. the work that went in. Yes. And that's why one of my favorite compliments we ever get is that everything was so thoughtful. Because yes. that, that, oh, that yeah. tells me that they know we didn't just turn the lights on, but right. it really was a process Absolutely. that we went through. And it and it worked. It resonated. Right. Like they got it. And but I but I think also by by you doing that, like when I when I went there for the first time, and for me it's like it's a hike, it's a forty five minute drive to get there. But I wanted to but I love making the effort to go down there because you're right, but it feels great. Like you had that the feather yeah, lamp yeah. that was fantastic <laughs> and like the layout and the structure of your tables everything was just beautifully made so it wasn't just thrown together to make a profit a quick profit it was made with love and I feel like you can sense that good well if you, if you liked all those things you'll totally like Emily's store so you should definitely oh go God, check yes, it out at yes. Home Love because she is the vision visionary in oh, our she is. And, and I need help power I, dynamic I was just talking to my trainer and I said my house I just feel like I, my bar is so nice but when I come home like I, I put all my effort into the bar I need to put more effort into my my sanctuary here yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go check it check it out definitely do definitely do so um what's the what's the restaurant been like in the last couple of years so I will say that COVID I don't know how it was for you but it was painful I came I, it was like I was on the brink of because I think it was like we're coming out of winter and summer is where we make the where we make all the most of the money so and then COVID hits right about when we're about to be busy and uh, for various reasons we, are, we can go into the issues that we have with self-sabotage and all that later <laughs> <laughs> but you know maybe you don't pay I don't pay attention to finance as closely as I should because thinking like oh summer's coming and then the summer was not happening and and we I was caught off guard without a safety net and I would say I almost went out of business if it wasn't for me begging help for help for I even had to beg to my ex-husband which was difficult <laughs> Josh thank you though <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> and um Josh Josh is my ex-husband's name also uh, but I will say that I, I'm very grateful to people like Bruce Beckwith, I, he, MS Walker. He's like, okay, how can we help you? And where other distributors, and I was behind on my bills, um, they sent me to court for collection. He, I know, and it was painful, but he was the one who was like, okay, how can we help you? We have this dude, but let's do it. Let's get you product so you can sell and you can pay us back a little bit at a time. So that was really instrumental in us staying open and and me also wanting to keep the bar going because that's I mean granted I, I have other 
uh, capabilities and that I could, I could have gone back to finance or whatever, but I really wanted the bar to, my, my bar to survive and wanted to give it a good shot at that. So like we struggled at Mooncloud in the beginning because just the Value space that. is so confined and I know yours is yeah. a smaller space mm -hmm. too. Uh, we had a lot more, you know, with a full kitchen and everything, a lot more flexibility mm -hmm. and what we could do at Cantina, but Mooncloud really was like, we... The, our options are super limited right now. Did you guys, were you able to move outside at all? Or we, did you go through a closed period? So we had to close for a little bit and then they allowed us to open with takeout food. So for a little while we were living on DoorDash, just trying to do whatever we can. So I just had one person working, me packaging everything. And then we had the, the, the cocktails to go. So that kind of kept us going. But but as you know, DoorDash takes a big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, but that's what we had to do, and then eventually it opened. And then, luckily, I will say that we did get help from from the government. We got some grants going, but up and but that was a good six months. So just to try to, you know, Walking get it going nice. with chewing gum and you know, <laughs> and tape. Um, you mentioned DoorDash. Do you still do DoorDash? So I, I've taken over the kitchen recently, so I'm the only person cooking now. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a smallish kitchen. And then, then I felt that I, I, I was cooking here and there, and, and for whatever reason, parted ways with my cook. And then I just thought, I can do this. <laughs> As I've, so many of us entrepreneurs say, I famous do, last words. I, I, can, can, do I can do this, <laughs> and and I and I have been doing it. And then I realize I really enjoy cooking, and then I am. And it's kind of really nice, as you know, to know every aspect of your business. So that was like the one part that I wasn't so. I, I knew our food was good, but I didn't realize what it entailed to make every. I didn't realize we made everything, like from the salsa verde to our barbecue sauce to the aioli. We make everything. We don't buy anything pre-made. So, but I, I have to say, like, I am. I like I was telling Rafa, I, I am like. It's, a, it's an amazing place to have a business. I'm sure you agree. The fact that I can get amazing mushrooms from from around the corner and like the gr amazing greens and arugula, the stuff that I can actually, the purveyors that provide my little business stuff so I can survive. Like I feel very grateful and fortunate that I can do that here. So because you're in the kitchen now, have you stopped doing DoorDash? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I had to because I'm like, I can't do takeout. And is DoorDash a big thing in Pittsfield? It is. We, I, I know like oh, my daughters, they order quite a bit. Like if I'm not home to cook for them, they actually order a bunch of stuff. And it's actually, we actually have a pretty good selection. I don't know wow. how it is over here. I, I don't know if there's anything. I, I mean, I read this book, which I kind of keep bringing up throughout. It was called The, the Next Supper all about what comes next for restaurants oh, well, post covid nice. yeah and talking about a lot of the issues that are you know coming up and there was a third of the book was all about online delivery platforms which was so not relevant to me at all because my entire experience you, you, there's of, no way you can't yeah, yeah there's no my, my entire experience of being yeah. in restaurants as uh, certainly as an owner but you know the couple of restaurants i worked at before we opened cantina i was just a cook not paying attention to any sort of business model things a ticket came in we cooked the food we put it in right. a box or we didn't and then you know see you later right um but it was fascinating reading about like how how fucked up these delivery platforms are and how they've just taken advantage and so many businesses had to hop on because it was that or become irrelevant right, right, right. And even though Oftentimes, businesses were taking a hit or like a loss in some of these things because of the 30, 20 percent, to 30 yeah. percent, 
you know, that you're chewing into restaurants by default are only operating with a five to 10% if you're really, really good right. at what you do. You're really, really so lean. 30% you're, yeah. you're losing money on everyone. But what this guy was saying was businesses kept doing it, hoping, okay, at least we'll stay relevant so that when this right. ends in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, right. two, years we, three years, you know, <laughs> two years later, two years later, that they'll still have that craving for our food and for, you know, our, our business model and they'll, they'll start coming back. And that's, and that he nailed the, hit the nail right on the head. Cause that's what we kept hoping. I'm paying my, my cook and I'm, and I'm the only one working, but we still have to pay rent and the food cost. And I'm like, wow. And they take 30% when my margins are already that thin, but we just kept hoping let's just keep going. It's better to be doing something than nothing just to stay relevant and keep and get the bar working somehow. Totally. And those, you know, another reason so many people jump to that is though, even if you're not making money, like there are, still bills that continue to pile up even when you're closed your rent right. your insurance right. your this so your that so they'll hope that you're actually making some money to, to take care of some of the just fixed costs just to cover some right. of those fixed yeah. costs you know and maybe maybe you're not going to take a paycheck you know but at least you can keep that person working and maybe get them paid so that they're being retained so that right. you can right if the sun comes out be right. There. right 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 but it's that it's got to be a, a really you know gut-wrenching thing and Part of me wants very to, stressful, right? I, I saw I saw a whole campaign actually uh, that Domino's did, where Domino's was giving out gift cards for local restaurants around whatever chain or whatever franchise mm-hmm. that Domino's was, and their whole campaign commercial campaign was uh, third party deliveries are hurting local businesses. We know you're not going to have Domino's five days, seven days a week. So when you don't order from Domino's, which is a direct order mm-hmm, platform, mm-hmm. we would prefer you order directly. So they would they were giving out gift cards to local businesses because you can't use a Cantina gift card right. on Grubhub. Right, right. And you can't use a Methuselah gift card on right. Grubhub. You would have to use a Grubhub gift card on right. there. So right. you would have to order directly, whether that's via the phone. Right, right. Which is another problematic thing. Do you have people to answer the phones? In right. fact, at Cantina right now, I'm just like, we're not answering the phone. Right. You can email me. I, I know, but on I only have it. one phone, which is my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's brutal. I don't know why I did that, but that's just the way. Because back then, I was there was nobody on at the bar answering the phone. So I'm like, I'll just change it to my cell phone. So if anybody calls, I can answer that and respond directly. <laughs> so I need to change that. <laughs> yeah. But half the time, we're just so if they want to order, we're just so busy. Luckily, gratefully busy that we just haven't even been answering phones. So there's got to be a better way to do things but we but now we're just um yeah we're just gratefully busy and just working our butts off to just try to keep it going glad to hear it <laughs> so i know you took a, a yet another pivot um but I, I'm, I'm over the word pivot so we'll say <laughs> um and started hopping into local government where did that come from oh you know oh god i don't know it, it was just i have to say um I didn't really know what that entailed. I just thought I, I, I loved the city. So, and, and my, and my mentor is John Coral. So he kind of thought it'd be great to have somebody who's a business owner with my background in finance that I could really make some changes or try to come up with new innovative ideas for the city. 
So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm game. I want to try something. But I think part of it is also you feel important, right? <laughs> there's a there's a there's a lot of ego Why do you involved think I in a way. This podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? I think we all. I mean, we all have a, we all have a level of narcissism, right? So when when he approached me and said that he thought I'd be great for city government, and you kind of feel like, oh, I'd be a city leader. You know, it's kind of kind of sounds nice, right? <laughs> I mean, some of it is really silly. Some of it, I really thought I couldn't go in there and help with the look at the budget. I'm really, I mean, I'm very used to looking at numbers. I have a degree in accounting. I was in finance. I, I kind of scoured through S&P 500 companies, large companies, balance sheets and stuff. So I thought I could really help. And then, and I love the city. So I thought like, oh, maybe I could help the small businesses. North Street could definitely use more. Yeah. And then I went around, I talked to a lot of people and then I see our, our demographics. We have a lot of very um, below, I mean, very poor segment of the population um, that, are, that are very vulnerable. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I, can I go in there and help as much as I could? But I think for the most part, I tried, but I think I felt very out of like a fish out of water so i went there and i you know i i me i voted on things that i felt that felt right to me um but in in order to affect change i think it takes a lot longer than one term um and then i kind of feel like you know I'm, i'm a bit of an outsider and i there's definitely some forces in pittsfield i don't know if it's true or not but i feel like they really wanted me out <laughs> And they got me out. The Pittsfield <laughs> Illuminati took you out. Yes. Wow. And, wow. And, and some Can we of get it, the Pittsfield Illuminati on this show <laughs> next week, Rafa? Put that, got that down. And uh, I mean, whoever the powers are, there's like, you know, people name names or whatever who are the bad boys, not the bad boys, I'm sorry, the the big old, the good old boys network or something like that. I call them the bad old boys network. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, but I get it. People in power want to stay in power and they they think there's only a sm- one piece of the pie and God forbid I take a small piece that they're left without. Um, so I, I really feel like they really didn't want me in there. And they, and I felt some of it was vicious, maybe rightfully so or not. Maybe I didn't do things perfectly, but some of it felt very vicious. And, um, but you know, but it was, a, but I will say it was a great experience. Like anything that doing something that scares you, that puts you out of your comfort zone. I feel like you always learn something. So I am definitely a risk taker. Definitely haven't done a lot of stuff. We can tell. <laughs> Cautiously as I should, <laughs> as maybe, as maybe I should, but I kind of feel like why not? I'll, you know, I'm not afraid of failure because I feel like you learn so much in the process. Mm-hmm. So, so I, so I tried it and it, and it was, and then I heard, and then I learned how hard it is to make movements in government because there's so many rules and in order to affect one small change, there's a vast number of things that needs to get done, protocol, rules, um, stuff. So Bylaws and everything else. Right. And with once a month meetings on Zoom and, that are limited to 60 minutes, not right. a lot gets done. And Right. And, and I'm, from my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I just felt that a lot, some of the, some of them, they just talk for the sake of talking and not necessarily getting things done is that is how we felt. But meanwhile, being on boards like Jacob's Pillow, the board there, they, um, everybody is there for the benefit of the pillow. There aren't a lot of egos that I can tell. Everybody comes together. It's a pretty large board. It's like, what can we do to make the, the organization even better? Mm-hmm. And it was just such an enlightening invigorating place to be and I thought 
government. I don't know why I thought it'd be like that, but I thought, like, well, let's get together. Let's make things better. What can we do? And that wasn't the experience. But I'm curious, like, did you have an exit interview or something? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just curious to know if if the government has a way of receiving feedback on like how things worked and even if you're not in a position of power anymore, what are the channels that you can still try and, and fill with, with positive things that the people are saying? And as business owners, we, we speak to a lot of people. We are kind of ambassadors of our communities. There was no exit interview, but I think, um, it feels like if I wanted to do something, I'd have to reach out to them to figure out where where I could best be of service. Mm. But I think I just got really burnt out from COVID, from the re-election. Losing really sucked big time. I am glad, looking, looking at it now, I'm glad I'm not in it mm-hmm. because I just love concentrating my time on the business, my daughters and myself and my friends and family. So that's been great to be able to do that. Um, but uh, you're like, oh my god, I couldn't <laughs> be normal and well, relatively. And normal. there's and there's uh, and and then being under the microscope was hard. I, I yeah. thought I could handle it, but it, but now that I'm not in it, I'm not under as much scrutiny as before. So it's a lot. I could breathe a little bit better, which I think is it's it's, it's been nice to be able to just. And plus, now I'm working six nights a week, so all I do is just get up take care of my daughters if I can <laughs> take care of myself I worked out today I'm like yes <laughs> and then just just go to the bar and just make sure we put out good product <laughs> so um, you mentioned you're working six days a week and also that you have a background in accounting and and good with numbers and whatnot uh, I've always felt incredibly lucky that I have such a great partner in Emily that's awesome. To run the business with. And so often she gets written off by customers in the community as, oh, you're Josh's wife. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, I know you. You're Josh owns Cantina and you're his wife. Yeah, and, but she's behind the scenes. People if, don't realize how much work it takes behind she's the like, scenes. Emily, she's like the iceberg. You know, I, I'm, I'm the top of the iceberg, or at least I used to be. Right. Like you're the behind little the peak that peeks cooking, out. That's visible. Like, Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome to my restaurant. But she's Meanwhile, the foundation. She is carrying the load, yeah. and uh, we would be nothing without all of her efforts. So do you do you have anybody else working with you or are you pulling no. this thing across the finish line day in yeah, and day and out? Yeah, and I, and I just realized today that, just, that doesn't look pretty some days. <laughs> <laughs> you look great today. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm like, oh, wow, I, gotta, I forgot to do payroll last week because uh, the app wasn't working. I only have like this big of a window to do payroll and it wasn't working. I'm like, oh, I'll just do it next week. And then and my, my staff's like, uh, are you ever going to run payroll? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> And then there's people that, uh, yeah, people have been calling me left and right, be- luckily, because they want to do events and things. And uh, and I just feel like, I think I'm a little overwhelmed and tired, so I need to just rest a little bit. And but, but go to go into it and like tell, t- tell me a little bit about what, what that is like. I mean, I, I feel overwhelmed, or I certainly felt overwhelmed uh, the, in the, the first six the years. The paperwork, yeah. Yeah, being like, okay, like I'm, I'm the chef, and that's, that's my mm-hmm. primary job. But it's more than just a chef, it's... It's leading a group. It's being the manager. It's, right. it's keeping up on the bills right. and all the rest. And then that's not even touching. But I, but I think the biggest, the hardest part also now that I'm cooking is making sure we have everything, like ordering everything to the point that we have everything set up so we can make the food to put out. One day I forgot to order 
something. I'm like, oh, we're out of rice. Sorry, we can't have this dish. That's our big seller because I forgot <laughs> to. And so the little, like, I feel like it's a perfect domino that if one thing is out of line, everything will fall, fall fall down I oh, think yeah. right you're, you're one, oh, one like domino a, oh, away from oh, or it's a house of cards or whatever they call it <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I think people don't realize how much work it takes behind the scenes to come out with a great product especially in the kitchen I realize and then also to I mean the, and then running the bar make sure we have liquor we have wine we have the staff we have enough staff sometimes we get overwhelmed with people that come in all at once I'm like mm, maybe I should get reservations yeah. so there's a lot as you know like, there's a lot that goes into making one tiny little business successful and I think this is why it's so hard for businesses businesses to survive like one I think 99% fail within five years yeah. so I'm like okay I made it to year seven nice <laughs> still here I'm still standing I am part of the 1% <laughs> damn straight <laughs> so I feel proud that I'm like okay maybe it didn't look pretty it's chewing gum and a lot of band-aids that were put together but I'm still standing and and just I, I just love what I do and it's a labor of love do you do you I'm just fascinated because because I, I can't imagine it. Like I'm, as I said, I'm overwhelmed as it is, and yeah, at this point, my yeah, like meals, taxes, daily responsibility filed, is like pretty low. Paying but the bills, yeah. Do, do you do you schedule your days out like you know one day? Oh, no. It's just a nonstop running list. Yes. Like <laughs> add it to the list. Yes. Hopefully get to it. Yes, and I and, and then I realize I should write. And oh, maybe I should write this stuff down. So I have a to do list that that grows every day. <laughs> yeah, I have I have to do lists for the to do list of like do yeah, this to do this, you know, and and. Subcategories and I think not. maybe you know, and I know people that are incredibly organized. So I, I, I learned that I'm not that kind of person, but I just kind of do things. Oops, <laughs> I kind of do things, and then somehow it comes together. But I think I definitely need to be a little bit more organized. And I have two daughters too, so I try to manage. You know, they, they're. They're riding horses, so I'm like, oh, shit, do I have money for that show? <laughs> do I have money for that lesson? Um, so just trying to figure out how do I, be, I know, it's, it's it, you know, if I put a, as a mother, I think that's like the one thing, as a parent, you always feel guilty that you, you don't do enough for your kids. Mm -hmm. But then I realize, like, I'm doing the best I can, and I hope it's enough. I love them to death, mm -hmm. and then they're alive, and, and here we are. <laughs> Rafa said to me the other day, we were uh, trying to, talk to a couple different groups about getting them on, them on the podcast. I said, look, it's July. Like, everybody's busy right now. He's, he said, do they have kids? And I said, no. He goes, then they're not busy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you have kids, like, it's a whole, you're busy. It's exponential. Right? Yeah. But if you don't have kids, like, yeah. your to-do list is manageable. <laughs> no, I, don't care, I don't care who I, you are. I know, or, but, but you know, but when you, when I didn't have kids, though, I thought my life was busy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I just can't handle all this. But then you have kids and you realize how much more you have. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize how easy you had it back then. But I think everybody has their own experience. So. <laughs> well, back to the scheduling for a second. I, I don't know if it was an Instagram ad or something, but it was like a journal. It was like, help schedule your life. And I was like, I need to schedule my life. Like, I'm about to buy this journal at yeah. whatever the cost I've, is. I've, I've right? bought a lot of journals myself. But it showed this video yeah. about uh, all of the most successful people do time slot working, where it's very oriented to one hour. You're, you're, you're scheduling your day, not just as a, I'm going to continue to work, because mm -hmm. the list never ends. Right. You will never 
right. cross the last thing off the list. Right. And even if you did, it's only because you forgot to add the next 15 things right. to that list. And, and that's also stressful. I mean, that's, that's what keeps me up at night of like, ah, did I do enough today? Like there's right. still those eight things that I just put off or right. it's always wakes like, you up it's in always the morning. It's always like triage, right? Every morning. Exactly. It wakes you up in the morning and you're like, would I love to sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee with my wife? Yes. But instead, like I got to get going. Like, right. There's only 18 more hours left in this day. I got to get going. But I have been wanting to convert into this model of really blocking off my days Mm -hmm. and saying, like a normal job, when five o'clock comes, Mm -hmm. that's the end of the day. And if Mm -hmm. you didn't get it done, you didn't get it done. It'll be there for the next day. But there's no need to stress between five o'clock and nine o'clock when you come in the next day. So doing things such as from 10 to 11 is when I catch up on emails first thing in the morning. And from nine to 10, I'm I'm just sitting with Emily, enjoying the moment. But right. ten o'clock is when work starts. Right. And right. Ten to eleven, right. I'm doing that, and then eleven o'clock, it's like cool. Close the computer, and now it's time to go. And maybe if I'm lucky, like from eleven to twelve is when there's a little bit of fitness or something outside, a hike or whatever right. it is. Right. Followed right. by noon is when I have to get right back to. Now I'm doing events for an hour. Right. I'm just focused on events for one hour. I'm. T- I'm I'm locking in right. and then locking out. And let, then, let me know how that works out. Okay. <laughs> but I, we, we'll do a follow-up and just see how sounds, that works out. <laughs> it sounds good. And although I haven't gotten it super tight as far as the schedule, mm-hmm. I have bought into that concept that if you can't get everything done, limit yourself to the times where you want to be productive Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and tell yourself it's okay to turn off because it's the jumble that becomes overwhelming and the burnout right. of right. I didn't actually accomplish anything even though you've been busting your ass all day right. long right. You know, all day long right. so whether it's payroll crossing it off the list doesn't feel like anything but like finishing that chapter of an hour or whatever it is right. again I haven't done the full schedule but I have tried to start to be like by the time I have to go pick up Jasper from camp like work is done for the day right until nine and then right. I do my nightly. Email right. clean up. Right, right. That's wow, fine. you're busy. Yeah, it's a, it's a full life. It is a full life. It is <laughs> and full. I go back, sometimes I go back like, oh, my nine to five job was a lot easier. I was making a lot more money back then, although it wasn't really nine to five, but yeah. <laughs> but the amount of work that it took and the amount of money you could make versus the amount of work we do today and the money that's not quite there not yet. Not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think Methuselah needs most to convert? Uh, not that you're not making money right now, but to come out of the pandemic where mm-hmm. people went into such holes and even though from the consumer's point of view, it's like, oh, yeah, they're fine. But little do they know that we've taken on an enormous amount of debt from the government right. uh, through idle loans and other things that we didn't we didn't make that happen. It, it appeared. And now we have to go ahead and repay that or, or right. customers or this or that. But. I'm curious to know what are the things for your business that you think could help it take it to the next level in this post-pandemic world. So, of- so, so luckily, um, I mean, we're doing, we're doing. Um, I tried different things. So I added um, music to to like our. Now we have mo- music Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Looks like, and then Saturdays we have some dance parties. And Saturday I thought we'd be busy with with the theater. We we are lucky enough the Barrington stage is right there, so we get a nice pre-theater crowd and then an after-theater crowd as well. And then with the music, all of a sudden, every night feels, I mean, knock on wood, every night feels great. So that took a little while to get going. And now that's working out really well. I 
think I wish I could. I think I need to sit down for me to look at the numbers closer. So I need. So that's one area that I feel like I have room to look at the numbers, make sure I'm actually making money now with inflation. The costs have gone higher, and I haven't sure. really increased the prices quite yet. To figure out what's a balance of increasing prices, but not too much that people don't come, because there's a there's a flexibility, elasticity of of price there. Um, but but luckily. Um, so I have a new landlord and he wants me to take over the space next door. We have that gallery space that's empty and I've been trying to use that, try to figure out ways to ha have people in there to have events. So I'm hoping that in the next year or so, with the help of my new landlord, we could actually expand to the to the gallery at least and maybe even take over the, the space next door that's been idle for a few years so we can double our capacity. So I'm hoping to do that, but I think I think more than increasing. But keep it as a gallery, like that would be cool, right? On, yeah, to on keep bigger it as a gallery, nights, but open then, it up. Yeah, I would love to do like storytelling night. Mm -hmm. We actually had this author come through, um, and he's from Pittsfield, turned pilot, and he wrote this beautiful book. And he and he actually spent some time in Brazil, so it was interesting learning history of Brazil and Pittsfield and the way he and about self-growth and stuff so I would love to have somebody like him come back and do a reading in the gallery which is away from the bar and also have some dance parties I realize I love to dance <laughs> me so, too <laughs> so and, but then you know not being the bar space and have like a dedicated dance space um, in, in the gallery space. What's wrong with people dancing in the bar, on the bar? Um, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you make the front page of the news if you're... <laughs> Although I will say really a politician funny. came to my Pride Night 1 and he was dancing on the bar with me. Although I guess now that COVID is okay, it's, it's fine. We'll remain unnamed. <laughs> I, you know, shall we unnamed? I've always felt like you know, dancing on the bar is 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 an acceptable thing. I guess if it, it was. Right. If I guess it was, unless if you're running for re-election <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking for something, I I always think that wasn't that wasn't maybe the brightest. Like I said, self-sabotage. Who knows? Maybe I wanted to fail. You know. Well, I, I read an article and they had a oh. quote from you saying, "Next time I'll wear a mask." <laughs> 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 like, it wasn't the dancing on the bar thing. It was the mask. It was the mask. Next time I'll wear a mask, and, which and I then, thought was like that, a great yeah. way because like. There's no shame, you know, like, look, you, I, I, I get the, I'm glad I you get got the, the image. No, I get the image of, of you and your friends wanting to sit around after work and like enjoy yourselves. And, and it was my birthday. So it was, it was a private oh, party, right. which I thought was fine to have a private party, but they turned into this big circus and, and, and I really, I didn't realize how conservative some of the residents were. And oh, oh, they just wanted a witch burning, I guess. Every, and I kind of understood that we were going through so much and it was maybe nice for some people to have an outlet to blame somebody so mm -hmm. they could alleviate some of their fears and frustrations and blame me, the Asian, because COVID, mm -hmm. it comes from Asia. And, and, I don't know. And is that through like Facebook or yeah. like community boards and just like the murmur of... Yeah, it was mostly through Facebook and then the ego gets a hold of it. They put it on the front page and... You know, Facebook right. needs to go. 
Like, I, I, honestly, I think, I think Facebook is great. Okay, but there, uh, I mean, for some <laughs> things, it's like like everything that's great. I think there's good and bad. There's op- polar opposites for yeah. e- of everything. I mean, I've, when I do advertising on Facebook for five bucks, I mean, all I need is an extra 20 people to come to the bar, and that's been really awesome and helpful. Huh. So you can mm. advertise for really inexpensive and actually draw people in. Um, but there's definitely those community boards that, that are the bullying. It's, it, it can get vicious, and you just have to learn not to look. I don't know if you can, but, uh, but they do say Read that. between the lines. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so there was a time that I just didn't look, like, and I realized, you know, it just, it just is what it is. It, everything passes. I've been through several lives, lifetimes, it feels like, to know that everything passes and people forget and there's another thing that's going to be the big news or whatever. And most of the time, the, that stuff is not really real either. Right. Yeah. yeah. People post on social media in a way that they would never talk Right, to because they would never that. say those things to me no. in person. Yeah. And face also, to face. Uh, some of some of the stuff that happened during COVID was kind of difficult to parse. There's a there's a principle in in uh, regulations that that's kind of a tricky one. Um, Remember, uh, you know how there's like uh, some small towns who have speed limits that are really 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 low right uh i think sometime in the 80s or 90s i could be butchering the data on this but um those kind of uh, below acceptant acceptable speed limits were used as sort of a bait so it was basically a way for them to stop adding you. discretionary decision from a police standpoint so mm-hmm. they could pull someone over just because they felt like that person, you know, maybe they were looking for that person or they felt like that person right, was Right, because the speed they, limit is 15 and you're going 17. Yeah. <laughs> so then there you are in, in your situation with that right. whole thing. Oh, no, right. And a technicality, they can get me, right? Yeah. Right. right. But again, silly, you know. <laughs> it's just really silly. Yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, it was just a bad time overall. And yeah. I think in hindsight, I shouldn't have run for re-election, but I really thought I had more work, or I wanted to do more, try to do more on my second term, because the first term was all via Zoom. <laughs> and it was just a weird time to go through uh, to be a... Yeah, be. kids are complaining about having to do, you know, senior year of high school on right. Zoom. Like, imagine having to start in local government <laughs> right. on Zoom. Yeah, so... You don't have the ability, people like you and me, you know, we need a little bit right. of FaceTime to soften soften the blow right. up a little bit. Right, right, you know? just to have more, like, yeah. So hey, welcome, <laughs> my birthday, come on in. I was thinking maybe we should drink more during the, the council <laughs> meetings. Oh, my God, people would be a lot more honest. <laughs> Let's <laughs> they, convert they local government. They wouldn't have to up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Yeah, some of them. Some, some of them are amazing. <laughs> yeah, <it's pretty> <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, but I highly recommend it. You it, you learn so much, like how the process is, and I mean, it depends on what you want to learn. But I think try something different that's totally out of your element is is always a good thing because you always learn something. You grow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been I've been adding more of my time into the Great Barrington Town Government as I've been trying to assist with the workforce housing projects that nice. are going on. Oh, and, nice, yeah. Uh, was on the board meeting this morning for Construct, and oh, good, that's great. It's it, it it is so similar. It's totally in line with what you and I are trying to do of you know mm-hmm. provide mm-hmm. for our community. It's mm-hmm. just in a different way, and. 
we're lucky in, in our line of work that, sure, there are rules, like you can't dance on your bar with a mask on in the middle mask of COVID. Off mask, during... <laughs> mask off in the middle of COVID. It was the lack of social distancing. <laughs> and and f- there are food regulations and this and that, but to a certain extent, like, we're, we're pretty fluid and can do what we want. You know, we have mm-hmm. an idea mm-hmm. and then it's just up to us. Can we go ahead and get that idea That's to the top awesome. of the hill yeah. and push it over? Uh, but being in local government and learning more about dif- the different stages, it is so much more hoops that you have to jump through. Um, but at the same time, these groups of people that I've been seeing on Zoom and in these, you know, selectman mm-hmm. meetings and mm-hmm. whatnot, like they're all, they're, they all have the same ethos that we do as business owners of like, I'm willing That's to do great. the extra work. That's great. Yeah. Nobody's making a killing working in local government. No, you make, I mean, Pittsburgh, you make a whopping eight grand a year. Yeah. Whopping eight <laughs> grand a year. So like, it's, well, like, it's a, like 40 hours worth of work. It's not like they're just sitting there kicking back, you know, like collecting on it. And so everyone is, is working hard. And I, mm-hmm. I joined the Berkshire grown nice. uh, oh, committee oh, wow. to, for, so no wonder you're so busy. <laughs> But the, so the steering committee and they, they brought like a whole group of people to try and dictate where should Berkshire ground be, you know, going towards and just to see all these people come together and donate their time and, and try to continue to be innovative and creative and helpful to those in need, whether yeah. it's farmers or low income or workforce, um, the ethos are the same throughout. And but that's great. It sounds like the community is like is there to like the the mindset is to help each other. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. So I'm hoping. I think COVID kind of we were there. I thought in Pittsfield a little bit, but I think COVID kind of made things more like well became silos in a way because we were just trying so hard to survive. So I'm hoping that we can get back to that. Like, how can we help you? Like, we could all collaborate and help each other out. And what can we do together to make our industry better because I think it's helpful when we all come together to make the pie bigger it's not about a zero-sum game where if I take you I take it from you mm-hmm. I think there's a way that we can make it bigger so we all benefit so it seems like you guys are there well within that thought process I'm curious to know how you think Pittsfield is doing on its growth plan Pittsfield has definitely been one of these towns that has been knocking on the door of opportunity for quite some time. There's obviously a lot happening and yet mm-hmm. still it feels like it's not yet, not yet, not yet. So I'm curious what your beat is on the pulse, both from your, your business right. expertise so, yeah. and also, you know, your, your knowledge from being, um, so unfortunately, like, I mean, I, North street still has a ways to go and I try not to, I mean, I see Mission's trying, I think they're making a comeback. It's sad to see some of the, like, the lantern closing, and then town, um, was it Township 4? Like, our little block was so cute. We had the flower shop, we had the lantern on the other corner, we had a bookstore that came through. But that bookstore, I think now he's he's in Great Barrington, I think. And now Ray left from the lantern, and so it's it's going through changes, and... um, I'm not sure. I'm hoping. I mean, I, I I love the mayor, Linda. Our vision and our politics are very aligned. But sometimes I feel like maybe there's just not enough in her. Maybe she's got so much to do that sometimes the businesses on North Street, like the small business community, I I don't find that it's very friendly yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that at some point we'll get to that point where the city will. will Maybe I'm wrong, but this is just my own personal feeling that it'd be great if the city came together or 
found ways to help the small businesses thrive even more. I'm not sure exactly what that would entail, but um, in my in my reelection, I talked a lot about um, I forgot what it was called, but it's kind of looking at the, the existing businesses that are successful and how can we make them even more successful as opposed to trying to get new new store new new businesses in in the empty storefront. Maybe we can start with the people that are already there. Like for myself, I thought I'm like, oh, I make everything at home. Maybe is there any way that I could expand my my Korean sauce onto Guido's or something? Mm-hmm. Like how can we reach out to you to help you grow kind of thing? So I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping it'll get there at some point. I think I, I feel like it has no choice at some point because now... We got a lot of second homeowners because of COVID and the properties in Pittsfield were less expensive. So a lot of people, a lot of second homeowners or a lot of people from the cities have moved to Pittsfield. So many people I know, even from Great Barrington have moved to Pittsfield to like buy their first homes. Right. And are like, we love it up here. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. We My just God. need some more things. Right. What, what? So I'm not sure why there hasn't been a focus yet. Oh my God. I mean, they, I know they're trying, but I feel like it, we could use a real dedicated force to really make an, like an impact in bringing thriving businesses. Small business development. Yeah, even more. I mean, we have, um, I know we have a red carpet team for the bigger businesses, and, and I know they're trying for the smaller businesses, but I think it needs to be, but I, you know, Mike Coakley, or whoever's running the red carpet, he can't do everything. So it'd be nice to see that at some point. But I think, I think change is coming because it can't help but grow because of the... There are bird scooters in Pittsfield now. If that doesn't say change is coming, I don't know what does. I mean, scoot, scoot, let's go. Get me a Dottie's coffee and a breakfast burrito. I know. And I, am... I, was trying to, I was trying to use the scooter to come to here, but it doesn't go that far yet. <laughs> Maybe we need a bird scooter program that's interchangeable between the towns. <laughs> you can get one in Lanark's and then you can get one to Great Barrington. <laughs> that would be awesome. Kind of like the city, you know bike, that, like the city yeah. bikes in New York City. You can yeah. rent a bike here and drop it off there you know yeah <laughs> yeah i just i just saw some out of uh the uh oops, wrong i just saw some out of the uh, uh movie theater the other day it's pretty cool yeah. is it i don't actually know what it is though is it like an electric bike kind of thing it's an electric scooter and you can rent it via an app and it, and it's like off a bit you use it to the wrong at the wrong place so they can get via satellite they can shut it off <laughs> Oh, wow. So yeah. it kind of keeps you That's in line, cool. sort of. I think, and I think Bird is now owned by Uber. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. So uh, if you're a Uber user, which... Because uh, there's I'm, so many. Many of us are when we leave Berkshire County, <laughs> yeah. uh, but not here. Not you, get, you can get points and whatnot, but they're really big in a lot of cities. I mean, I, I think Pittsfield only has something like 200 of them, but... Uber? To, oh, the bird. Uh, of the, the bird, birds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the scooters. But, um, you know, when I go to D.C. or Detroit, like, there's just scooters all over the place. Like, really? on every corner. And it's great because instead of taking a taxi or something, you just go on the app. It shows you where the scooters are. So you can just go ahead and walk right. to it. Maybe one person walks one block this way. You walk one block this way and you meet back up. And scoot scoot off to the races and uh, it's it's been my favorite way to like commute around 
cities when I'm traveling. And yeah. they just sort of sit idle. Yeah. They, they don't get locked in a kind no, of like because, a bike thing. because because right? they have access to every single they have access to every single scooter, so they can turn it on and off, and it's based on your app. Yeah. Exactly. It's amazing. It's like remote. Yeah, I was going to make a comment about how I wish that that was, uh, that sounds pretty cool, but that that's an out, it's a big, big company that does yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to make a comment that maybe it would be kind of cool if it was a local business, but I don't think it's <laughs> that, not, that sounds it's a, a little bit too advanced. It would, it would take a lot of no, investment but maybe, in technology. Maybe not though, you know, it's like with, with, the, with the phone now, with an app and you can, I mean, you can read. With APIs, you could probably yeah. tag office on that. Actually, that's a great question. Um, where was it? I wonder if it was in that book or if it was something else. But Rafa and I were discussing whether it would be a wise decision for us to go ahead and start a rideshare program that was local based. You know, I actually had um, I had a friend. He thought what did he, he called it something really funny. It, it was like a funny name that he came up with it, but uh, it. But it's like if you right a ride share meaning like you can call your friends to get a lift home if you if you just can't drive home. Mm -hmm. I think it was related to a do you, do do we something. Like uh, our, our idea was was more like on the Uber side of things. Okay, yeah. Uh, but doing it locally without the like the mission of the company was not going to be to take advantage of drivers and to manipulate them and to do this and to do that and collect data on people's mm -hmm, cell phones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you watch that TV show on uh, HBO about the rise of Uber? No. It was super interesting. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a dr dr dramatized, dramaticized, right. you know, right. version fact, of like Uber yeah. coming up. Um, but I don't know if it was that show or if it was the book that I read, but one thing discussed that like Uber changed especially in cities, like in New York, or no, less so cities, but other places, really changed the way people were allowed to eat out because they always had a ride home. And there was a huge upswing of uh, births of mm -hmm. children after Uber came to certain locations because all of a sudden people are like, oh, we can go out to dinner and we can get fucked up. Like, right. we, <laughs> like we can comfortably... <laughs> have cocktails <laughs> and then that thing and like we're not gonna have that awkward oh, moment at the end of dinner right. where like I'm driving oh my god Yuki's been boozing the whole yeah. time and now Yuki's like hey like <laughs> and sure enough you know sure enough like the data has shown that Uber has been amazing That's for, for restaurants right and bars wow like it's, yeah. it's really allowed them to comfortably yeah. sell extra mm -hmm. where Cities like so New we're York. Seeing, we're gonna see a birth. Oh, it was it was L.A. <laughs> I still don't know what the what the concept was, but it was it was L.A. That once Uber came to L.A., they birth were able rate. to see that upswing because wow. New York, you can always hop a subway right. or take a we train. Always but, could have, yeah. But when you're in we L.A., like cabs, you don't yeah. have that yeah. availability. And once you did, it wasn't about driving 20 minutes or four hours, even though it's only 20 minutes away in LA because the traffic is horrible. Yeah. You could go, <laughs> feel good. You can have that extra glass of wine. You can have that extra drink after dinner. You can go to a bar afterwards right, and still feel right. like, I'm going to get home and then, okay. Uh, yeah, and then your inhibitions are super lowered. And then you're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> how you doing? So these, these LA businesses are like, you know, screw you New York restaurants. You guys have it easy. Like you right. guys can sell as much alcohol as you yeah. want and like not even have to consider if somebody's stumbling out of your joint right. because they can right. ride a subway or right. they can hail a cab on any right. Corner, right. You know, and, and most New Yorkers who live that they don't have a car, and so they. I don't. And I notice it all the time. That 
it's a two-way street. It happens more often at Mooncloud that we're like, hey, I think that's enough, you know, like, thank you so much. Yes, you know, we, we look know. forward to serving you again. And at mm -hmm. Cantina, it's more, mm -hmm. I actually see it more from the customer side mm -hmm. of, hey, can I get you anything else to drink? They're like, no, I have mm -hmm. to drive mm -hmm. home. Definitely because the Monterey cops sit all yes, along Route 57. And so, for those yeah. that are leaving Cantina, please know there will be police officers out there. Yes. The speed limit changes. It goes 35, 25, 40, 30. It just like varies right. and they just look for the speed traps. Right. Um, but like you mentioned, what can we do for the small businesses that already exist to help mm -hmm. make it easier for them, to help facilitate right. better businesses right. for them? Because but, with inflation and everything else, like our business is so tight. Like we need to right. find room to be able to expand that a little bit. And I wonder if doing a nonprofit rideshare mm -hmm. of sorts that the mission Amazing. of the entire thing was not to make money, but instead to allow others to make money so right. that you can get on a right booze chair. cruise is a bad way of saying it but like <laughs> you, could, you could do a booze cruiser do a pub crawl around the Berkshires <laughs> where that like starts with cocktails at Methuselah at five yeah. o'clock and then takes you into Lennox and you stop somewhere else and then you come down and you have dinner at Cantina oh followed God, by drinks here followed by finishing oh at, at you know Mooncloud only to know that you still have a ride home right because so so often right. We got friends, you know, up in North Adams. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, we'd love to come down to Cantina, but like, we can't really enjoy ourselves because we have to drive right. an hour home. Right. And right. what if what if there was a company that we we kind of developed that was either right. funded by the businesses that like you you got mm -hmm. discounts if you if you were getting picked up or dropped off at certain right, businesses right. that put money maybe maybe it could also be fueled by restaurant workers right. to go ahead and get extra money in their pockets and off hours. Right, right. Um, something like that would something. be really cool to, to just help or, or maybe it's a shuttle. Maybe we just go ahead and partner up with like a short bus company and be like, hey, would you be cool doing shuttles on Fridays and Saturdays between these eight locations? Right. And there's three so buses can, that right. just lap around because... Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Because you're, you're trying to that. create like... An atmosphere for fun right. and to let loose and to enjoy yourself. I'm trying to do that and so many others are. And oftentimes you're just limited in what you can do because of the right. driving. And good for all of us for right. making that a priority. Right. Um, but what can we do to, to right. open it up a little bit? Right. I like that. I really like that all out right, of the box uh, thinking. Yeah, we're, 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 uh, the, some people, what some people would say is that the limitation of creating a business that doesn't have profit in its mind in the beginning is that it has uh, a smaller likelihood of expansion later on because you become dependent on things that are outside of your control. Mm. Um, you, don't, you, don't, you won't be getting as much money coming in. And therefore, you know, if this were to become something that would expand, say, to North Adams and to maybe Hudson Valley and other places, it would demand capital, and you you know if the business is not going to turn a profit at any point, it will be, have a harder time uh, getting investors in. But you know, uh, I think it would be a it would also be a great way of sort of just you know putting your finger on the scale a little bit and sort of like moving the needle a little bit so that you have a business that supports the local. It's a completely one hundred percent local business that's run in the Berkshires. That drivers live here, mm -hmm. and you know that people that would be using the service would also be living here, um, and you know it, I think it, even if it doesn't have the potential of of uh, growing more later on, it still will create much more good 
Right. Then, right. Uh, then you know, then then we'll have limitations. Right. Should right. we tr- should we do a beta test? And, yes, and I was just gonna say that. Let's like try a, that a out. Moon Cloud Methuselah mm-hmm. connect. Yes, I would like, love that. Like, there are certain nights, yeah. Saturday nights, where we have shuttles running between yes. Methuselah and, and Moon Cloud. Yeah, that'd be Still amazing. Still doesn't get anybody home. But at least it gets them back to Pittsfield, which is kind of... But we have a lot of, like, luckily where we are, we have a lot of uh, customers who live nearby Mm because they can walk. And Mooncloud, I'm sure you do, too. We do, definitely. So let's try beta tests with the locals who are walking distance from the location. And then we can figure out the rest. I actually like just the first learned. step, not right, the welcome whole staircase. Your, welcome to your ride. Can I see your, driver, uh, your driver's what, license, registration, we, and we, address, please? What are we going to call it? The meth cloud? <laughs> <laughs> Get on the meth cloud bus. <laughs> Maybe awesome. that, that'd be a new bar, I think. <laughs> so uh tell our <laughs> listeners uh what days you're open what your hours are uh i i yes. i have you know only recently been able to bridge out of my little mm-hmm. world and in the couple of times emily and i've come to north adams it's yeah. been while well, you guys are closed i yeah so um, we, we are open monday through saturday from five to midnight and the kitchen is usually open till 10 sometimes 10 30 if you want to come eat later there's there's an after theater crowd so if you get there at 10 and i'm still there i'll be happy to make you a meal but I will say, though, that Saratoga Waste Track is open, so I'm the only one cooking. I might have to close a few nights, so call, call first. <laughs> so call first. Love going to the Waste Track. Awesome. Well, Yuki, thanks so much for coming on and thank, chatting with oh us. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for inviting me. Sharing it's, it's your story. It's great to catch up. Yeah, I know. It's oh, nice to see you. Oftentimes, it's just like, hey, welcome. I, I, gotta I know. Go I, gotta see you later. Bye. I know. <laughs> Take care. No, bye-bye then. And, and uh, we'll look out for the meth cloud. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up about the meth cloud I love uh, that you know the, the moving train to, to take you to all the fun places and, and I, and uh, I love the, the the throwdown that you had it was actually and I loved doing that once in a while like why don't we shut down our doors I didn't mind doing I love doing that so we get a chance to all get together yeah. at a great location with great drinks and food so yeah we should do it more often and, uh, I, and I remember Mission and I we used to rent a bus to do that Oh, wow. To go to... To the, go down to... Um, the Dreamway? Yeah. Wow, We all that's hopped awesome. on the bus, and so it was a great way for us, because we all lived in the area, so it was a great way for us to just drink on the way there, drink there, and drink yep. all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the night, and, and there were no babies safely. harmed, though, <laughs> or created, I don't think. <laughs> or bus drivers. Well, thanks, Yuki. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Cheers. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll definitely be coming up. Yo, Rafa, we should start doing date night together and, and going and visiting some yeah, of the people we chat with. Yeah, try some of the beautiful wine to sent us our way. That would be yeah, fantastic. Date Barola. night would be great. You want to you wanna take me out on a date? I'd love to take you out on take a me, date. Take me out on a date. You just I'll, have to convince my wife. I was going to say I'll text your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's going to be a little bit of uh, work there, but yeah. Let's do it. Sounds great. <laughs> thank you, everybody, thank for you tuning so much. in. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Rafa's off to Europe for a week or so. <gasps> Just for a week. I'll where be. Are you going? I'm going to Spain for a week too. Oh, where? Barcelona? Uh, I'm going to San Rafael. So nice. a small town about oh, an hour away. Uh, my, my wife's family has a. 
sound. She has family that lives there, so we're basically wonderful. Yeah, it's the only way that we get to. She's spending a whole month there, so it's the only way that we get to actually. She she gets to work and have somebody watching the kids. Yeah. That isn't me. Yeah, that's so, great. Oh, it sounds nice. wonderful. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be back the following week again. Uh, you guys can follow us on at Bunch Podcast on Instagram. And uh, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Peace, peace. <laughs>